a little closer at the end, but the Penguins do prevail with a 6-4 win over the Ottawa Senators. I have a full game recap coming up for you all right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO Arsenal Penguins. We're back here with another episode for the week as the Pittsburgh Penguins defeat the Ottawa Senators 6-4 to to pick up their 14th win in their last 16 games. They are now back to being third in the Metropolitan Division as the Washington Capitals dropped a game to the Boston Bruins tonight. The Penguins have two games in hand on the Capitals, so same number of points, but Penguins obviously have the tiebreaker because they have more games in hand. Now, this game, uh, what a wild, wild one um, that is. You know, as the song as the song goes, you know, and come on, feel the noise by Quiet Riot. You know, we'll get come on, feel the noise. We'll get wild, wild, wild. Um, that is exactly what this was. And yes, I just did a '80s hair metal reference for the Locked On Penguins podcast because um, I listen to a lot of '80s rock. Anyways, with that little fun fact about me out of the way. Um, <clears throat> You know, there's obviously going to be more negatives, I think, in this one, though I am going to point out a lot of positives, such as Mike Matheson. But um, I didn't think the Penguins had their legs at all throughout this performance. It was really weird because the Senators, they're the probably they're the 30th ranked team in the league, but they didn't play like it. Um, they were all over the Penguins at the start, out shooting them. What was it 13 to 4 in the first five or ten minutes? Um, the Penguins, they get the opening goal. Um, then the Senators tie it, and then, you know, obviously there was an onslaught from then on. But, you know, I kind of thought the Senators were screwed going into the third just because they were playing well, but the Penguins had been getting the bounces and a better goaltending. But, you know, that shifted in the third period as the Senators almost pulled a San Jose Sharks. Well, you know, they both almost pulled massive comebacks, but they weren't able to do it. You know, it did remind me a little bit of that San Jose game. We'll get to that in a little bit. But <clears throat> just have not, just did not like the Penguins game at all tonight. Um, they were losing a lot of puck battles, were being outskated virtually to every, uh, just everywhere on the ice. They were being hemmed in their own zone. Basically, every single shift, very unorthodox, I thought. And, you know, it's weird because um, I really don't know what to truly make of all these last few games. Like, the team has been winning, yes, and they ha- are, they've won five of their last seven games, you know, ever since. Um, the 10 game winning streak ended, but <clears throat> you know, they're not playing that good of hockey. So, you know, the big question is, you know, is this a little cause for concern or, you know, is this, you know, full steam ahead? You know, I I'm on the opinion that I think it's more full steam ahead. Um, it, it's crazy that I'm even discussing this because they have won five of their last seven games. You think, Oh, it's all sunshine. It, it should be sunshine and roses, but you know, the team's level of play has dipped. Um, but overall, <clears throat> you know, the Penguins still have like 900 games left. And, you know, theoretically, they could healthy scratch some of their best players because as it stands right now, per money puck, talk, per money puck they have a 99% chance of making the Stanley Cup playoffs. Again, look at the NHL standings. They are right now, what, 10 to 12 points ahead of the Detroit Red Wings, who are the number nine spot in the East. They finally play the Blue Jackets for the first time tomorrow, but they're still six point, 16 points excuse me, ahead of them. 
Um, it, it really doesn't matter that much because the Penguins already have their playoff spot locked up. But, you know, it also matters in some way because, you know, you, you want to try to get the best possible matchup. And I would prefer to have home ice in the first round. I mean, I know a lot of people don't, like, make a, such a huge deal out of it. I personally like it more than some others because the Penguins are usually a better team at home. I mean, the playoffs of the last few years, it, it definitely, you know, they have not been that. But still, um, just really weird to, you know, just look at these last seven games in like a microscope. Like, again, like, you know, for example, tonight, you know, if you look at natural stat trick, um, the underlying numbers were heavily in favor of the Senators. They had 58% of the, uh, the shot attempts. They had basically 60% of the scoring chances at 5v5, 53% of the high danger chances, expected goals for uh, 2.79, 2.36 for Pittsburgh, and percentage-wise for expected goals, um, 54% for Ottawa, 45% for Pittsburgh. If you Now we go to all situations, 56% of the shot attempts for the Senators, uh, 58% uh, for scoring chances for 35 to 26, they're there. Um, high danger, it was very close, 17 to 15 in favor of the Sens. Uh, but the Penguins actually led overall in expected goals for at all situations, 51.5%. They are 48.4% for Ottawa. But, you know, at 5v5, um, it was it was the center show. And, you know, another takeaway I had, you know, I definitely think I underrated them on my preview episode because, wow, Josh Norris put on a show tonight for the Sens. Um, he's had almost 20 goals this season, probably one of the quietest 20 goal campaigns a player could ever have. And, you know, obviously a lot of it has to do with him playing on a really bad team. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of love from a lot of the national media pundits here, but he's still having a ridiculous season and he was all over the ice tonight. I think he was stood out um, to me at least um, outside of, I think overall, if you look at both teams and you know, which players stood out, Mike Matheson was definitely up there. I'm going to get to him a little bit. But it was Josh Norris for me. He almost had a hat trick to tie the game about halfway through the third period. I think Brady Kachuk put it in front of the net, passed somehow two or three bodies, and Norris just whacked at it. Tristan Jari came up with a spectacular uh, right pad save. Uh, he doesn't make that save. It's tied. And, you know, who knows what happens for the rest of the period. Who knows if the Penguins potentially lose the game in regulation. That was just a monstrous save. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he was everywhere tonight. I really liked his game. And he's going to be a star for this team, I think, uh, for years to come. Love what Thomas Shabbat brought. Um, you know, Batherson looks really good. You know, he he also, coming into this game, I think he had 32 points in 28 games. Again, another very quiet point-per-game player that's not getting a lot of love in the national media. I just explained why, obviously. But, you know, he, he's been really good. And, you know, Brady Kachuk, he had a good game, too, when he wasn't taking dumb runs at John Marino with 20 seconds left in really understand that um i'm sure mike sullivan is probably going to chew the team out a little bit i know they won the game and again they've won five of their last seven games but you know they've also given up 40 plus shots in three of their last five games that's unacceptable that's not the defensive style of hockey that we are used to seeing from the penguins for a lot of the season they've been one of the best defensive teams in the league so they, they've got to get back to that you know they're giving up way too many chances in their own zone. Their play in front of the net has been really piss poor, I would say, for the last week. I mean, they're getting just outmanned, you know, especially in those high danger areas. And, you know, they're just, they're not winning those one-on-one -on -one battles there. And, you know, Tristan Jari can't do anything about it. I mean, he can only make as many saves as he can. You know, I'm not even going to blame him for a lot of the goals tonight because, frankly, they weren't his fault. <laughs> I mean, the, the first one, especially with, you know, Trevor Weedle doing a bad job of boxing out, uh, 
Batherson, you know, he makes Jari makes the first save, then Ruido is a bit a step late back to him and then punches in in his own rebound. Um, another one, you know, Josh Norris right in front of the net, that's two. And then, you know, a couple others where, you know, these players have tap-ins. And, again, you know, Tristan can't do anything about that. But, you know, he also did make some tremendous saves. But, you know, a win is a win. I'll continue to say this as well. Um, the Penguins continue to find ways to win games where they're not playing their best. And at the end of the day, that's what I think is how – do, how do I want to say this? I think overall – that's what really matters. I know the team is not playing their best hockey. You know, this is not you know how they play on the 10-game winning streak, you know, but there's going to be a down, there's going to be down moments during an 82-game season. And the Penguins are lucky, insanely lucky, I should say, that this is one of the down moments, but they've won five of their last seven games during one of these down stretches. So do with that with what you will. Penguins get the win. They are now third place in the Metropolitan Division. We still have a lot more to get to for this episode, including Mike Matheson's probably his best performance of the season. We're going to go into both of his goals um, coming up in the next segment. We're going to go into some Sidney Crosby talk. Chris Tang and probably why this was his worst uh, performance of the evening um, and, and a whole lot more. But before we do that, you know, we, all, we always have to touch on that online, but I'd like to wish you a new, happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It is a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. All the shows Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. All right, enough of some of that negative talk. You know, I have to be fair, of course. You know, it wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would be behooving myself if I wasn't, you know, objective all the time. I'm not going to just give you a bunch of straight bias opinions. I try my best to be as objective as I can and give you all the best analysis that, you know, you won't find on any other, you know, podcast platform. So, just wanted to say that. Now, to get to some of the positives, what a game from Mike Matheson and what a season he's having as well. Um, if you haven't already, check out Danny Shirey's article on DK Pittsburgh Sports from about a week and a half ago. Uh, he went into all of the numbers. You know, he's basically top three and you know shot attempts for, uh, scoring chances for, possession, um, high danger chance for among all Penguins defensemen, easily in the top three. And tonight has the two goals and assists, so three points overall. He's never had four points. He was really close a couple of times, but wasn't able to get there. But, I mean, man, was he good. Just flying everywhere. It was the peak Mike Matheson game. But also, he wasn't even bad in the defensive zone. That's the funny thing. I mean, he was able to roof one past Gustafson that was like, wow, where in the heck did that come from? And then the other one, you know, was able to squeak past him. But, you know, just really strong game from him. And, you know, th this hot stretch has only continued to get hotter for this player. Um, obviously, you don't want him making close to $5 million per, especially playing on the bottom pairing. But, you know, he's been really good for this team this year. And that's ex this, is, this is what you want. You want a player to, I guess, not, you know, overplay his cap hit because he's obviously not still. But you want him to be 
better than what a lot of people advertised when he came over for Patrick Hornquist, right? He has been that and then some this year. You know, he was a bit of a mess early on in the season. Last season was up and down. This year it's been mostly up, and I'm really pleased with where he's going right now. Just uh, just a marvelous performance, I thought. Again, and defensively, he was breaking up chances left and right. I'm, I'm just – I can't be happier with how he's playing. Um, I'm really, really liking it. Uh, Dominic Simone – no idea where that shot came from. So, you know, comes in with the puck. You know, he's one-on-one with Holden. And then the puck is in between his feet. And then he somehow roofs it, top cheese, past Anton Forsberg. And I'm just like, where in the heck did that come from? That honestly was probably the goal of Dominic Simone's career. And, you know, he's going to be a healthy scratch at some point sooner or later. Probably starting tomorrow, if Aston Reese is ready to go, I think he will be the odd man out, and Brian Boyle will stay in until Jason Zucker is ready to go because, of course, the Penguins being fully healthy only lasted um, not even 24 hours, which is ridiculous. But, you know, I just I, I feel happy for him. You know, this was his first goal in 30-plus games, only his, what, second goal of the year. Um, if, that, if, if I recall correctly, um, I don't think he's actually scored since the opener against Tampa. Um, I, I believe that is correct. Um, he just he has just not been on the score sheet very often. But, you know, I feel, I'm happy for him there. Just a hell of a shot. Forsberg did not look like he knew where it was. I think that was definitely, I wouldn't say a weak goal, but one that I definitely think was saveable. But, you know, that got the Penguins off, you know, onto the right footing. And, you know, after playing one of his best games of the season in Las Vegas, he carried that over and then some uh, for this game. So just really happy with his play right now. Um, and, you know, when he is your 13th or 14th forward, um, and this goes for any team, honestly, you are doing something right. And he is, he's just, he's been always underrated. And I think always a little underappreciated uh, throughout his career. So um, just really liked his performance. Evgeny Malkin, he was able to get a goal tonight. If you watch that back, look how Mike, the Mike Matheson shoots it from the point. But the biggest play there was Kasperi Kaplan, right? gets the deflection on net. It looks like it's going to be his goal because if Madison just rips that and it's not deflected, I don't think Gino scores there. But Kapanen gets a sweet deflection on it, a little bit of a juicy rebound. Gino comes out, gets it, goes around the pad, scores his third goal of the year. Um, just a really nice goal all around. You know, obviously Matheson, great job for shooting it. Kapanen, hell of a deflection that Malkin was able to finish it off. He was going to have a second one on the power play, but a really nice challenge from Ottawa took that away. I mean, that was offsides by a country mile. I mean, I don't know what Chris Tang was doing there, but um, this was a much better performance, I thought, from Evgeny Malkin. He's still finding his legs a little bit. That's fine. He's only played not even six games since his return. This is, you know, it's a process. It's a process, as you know, Billy Bean says for Moneyball. So I'm not concerned about that. Thought he, this was a really big step forward from him. As for Sidney Crosby, I thought he also played well tonight. Um, he had that really nice backhand roof job uh, over old uh, friend Philip Gustafson, who of course came in the game for Anton Forsberg. Don't know why DJ Smith of Ottawa did that after the second. Even after the third goal was disallowed, he still pulled Anton Forsberg after only two goals. Did not understand that. But, you know, I thought Sid was a lot more engaged tonight. You know, again, you know, that backhand roof job was just a vintage Sid goal. Um, I know the Geno goal, the second one, didn't count. But if you go back and watch that sequence, look at Sid's, like, just beautiful pass right to Geno, who, who just got a lucky bounce there. Put that puck through about five or six different sticks. 
just ridiculous. I mean, you don't teach a pass like that. And you know, I know it's just the typical run of the mill play for Sid, but you know, to someone like me who, you know, I, I try to cherish all these moments because there's going to be a day where these players are not playing in Pittsburgh anymore. Just watch those plays on loop because he is so good at it and he makes it look so freaking easy. That's the thing. I mean, but yeah, really nice performance from him. Um, <clears throat> a couple other takeaways here. Um, Chris Tang, don't really know what he was doing tonight. And you, for everyone that's listened to this podcast, or you know, if this is your first time tuning in, you know, I've been a huge fan of Latang this season, been a huge fan of his career. You will not find one, you will not probably find a bigger Chris Tang fan than me, especially with what he's done for this team. Tonight, though, anything but a good game. I mean, he was downright horrid um, throughout the night, making bad passes, bad reads in the offensive zone. His defensive work was um pretty lacking, I would say, almost all the time. Um, just being feisty, I think, a lot too. Took a really stupid penalty about halfway through the game. Um, was just getting into it with everyone. He was just, you know, emo, feisty, mad online, whatever you want to call it uh, tonight. But it is Latang. He's going to bounce back. But, you know, just didn't really care for his performance. It's, it's good that this is an outlier and not the norm. But, you know, what are you gonna do? You know, some your best players are allowed to have a few game, bad games per year. This was one of those for Latang. I'm not worrying the slide. It's just you know, hopefully it doesn't become a trend. And you know, I don't think it will. But no, had to point that out. I have to be fair. Um, just was not a big fan of how he was playing. And you know, he also looks weird without a beard, and he also cut his hair. It looks like a little bit. Um, again, Tristan Jari. I already said. This was a much better performance. I know he gave up four goals, but I'm not really going to blame him for those. They really were not soft goals. They were just, you know, he was, I think, the victim of some really bad defensive zone coverage, especially in front of the net, where, you know, he couldn't really do anything there. Um, this was a big step up from his from his performance in Vegas. Had some monstrous saves in the third period, especially um, one on a penalty shot, and then the second, as I said, a few minutes ago on Josh Norris, right in front. He whacked out a right pad save. Um, you know, when he was there, um, he made some big saves for this team, and you know he's done that all year. So I couldn't be honestly thrilled with uh, um, this performance from Tristan. I know some people will say, "Well, you know, you gave up four, he gave up four. You know, again, a lot of those were just they were not savable for any goalie. Um, let's see here. Overall, oh, loved the tribute to Matt Murray. Shout out to him. He was up in the press box, patted his um heart a few times. I was a little worried. Um, that the Penguins fans in the arena were not going to give him a welcome reception. Um, he got the thunderous ovation that he deserves. Um, I said it on Wednesday's episode. I'll say it again here. They do not win those Stanley Cups in 2016 and 2017 without him. Um, you know, I, I He is a player that I will always, and I mean always, root for, no matter what. Um, just because of what he did for this franchise and how good he was during those two years. I know it didn't end pretty, but you know what? Who gives a damn? He was just that good when he needed to be. And, you know, he will be forever indebted um, with this organization for how good he was uh, during those two cups. So shout out to all the fans that went. Really appreciate that. Um, Oh, I don't think I really have any other takeaways. Um, Again, you know, don't really know why Ottawa was trying to goon it up sometimes throughout the game. I thought it was just basically a bunch of cow clutterbucks and Matt Martins running around. I didn't care for Brady Kachuk's dumb play going at, John Marino with 20 seconds left when you're down two goals. That's definitely loser mentality 
in my opinion. Of course, you know, it is a Kachuk, so he's taking after his brother a little bit, though. His brother is actually a lot more funny, and he's a better hockey player. Um, and then you have dumb Austin Watson, who um, is, you know, besides being a bad hockey player, he's also a really crappy person. Um, just look up, just look, look that up. I'm not going to go into that on this podcast. But, you know, taking runs another Penguins player with five seconds left down two goals. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, skate off the ice. You know, it's a loser mentality. I don't care for stuff like that. But, you know, coming up in this third segment, we're going to go into the listener takeaways. Plus, do a little preview of the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think they're coming off that two to one victory uh, tonight with the Philadelphia Flyers. Who <laughs> I'm not going to laugh about this. That is their second 10 game losing streak, and they've only played 40 games this year. So, you know, on the other end of the state, things are going just, just beautiful. So, I'm going to do a little clap and you know, pogs in the chat for the Flyers right there. But that's all coming up here right after this commercial break. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So getting into some of the listener takeaways, um, Jackson Hollister, you know, obviously, you know, one of the most faithful listeners on this podcast. You know, there's so many faithful listeners on this podcast. You know, I always see him um, responding to one of these is just my overall point. He says, not too happy with three goal comeback, but at least we got the win. They played well defensively at the end. Jari played incredible. And I love that get Gensel got another goal on the year. Yes. That is his 21st on the season. I almost forgot about that, but you know, he just continues to defy logic at this point. Uh, and this one's an empty netter. So, you know, I, I don't really think he cares about that one. It, oh, Jackson, thank you for telling me this. This was uh, Jari's third assist of his career um, on Gensel's goal. So that shout out to you. Thank you for telling me that. Um, Penguins are also, I'll give you all this stat, 20 and one and one, 20 wins, one regulation loss and one overtime loss. Um, when the Penguins um, are winning after two periods, um, saw some weird takes on social media, um, frankly, from the so-called super genius on 105.9 X saying that the Penguins are so per- terrible playing with leads. Well, they've only lost two games in the third period while being up um, after two periods. So, you know, that dude just makes stuff up. I'm not really surprised anymore. Um, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, Josh Wonder says, that was a strange one, but we got the win. It's probably best not to take too much away from this one. Don't love the comeback by Ottawa, but you have to like being able to come out of the game with the win. And yes, Tristan Jari is redeemed in my eyes, playing incredibly. Yeah. Again, I'm glad that he, a lot of the listeners are, you know, just taking notes that Tristan played much better tonight because he really did. Um, you know, this was not the same goalie that we saw in Vegas where he he gave up. Definitely, um, two of those three were softies tonight. You know, just by giving up four goals, he and he was on his game. Uh, if, if the Penguins were much better, <clears throat> excuse me, defensively, he probably would have given up only maybe one or two goals. Um, and you know, especially in the third period where they gave up three. Remember, he had only given up one goal after. Um, 40 minutes. So, you know, I'm not really too worried about that. Alan T. Yoder says a win is a win. Not happy with their play at all. That was way more interesting than it had to be. I also did not have the Simone scoring and Matheson scoring twice. Yes. If anyone had Dominic Simone scoring, if anyone had, I'll rephrase this. If you had Dominic Simone and Mike Matheson combining for three of the six goals tonight, stand up right now. If you're listening to this, stand up, pat yourself on the back, and then tell me that you did. And um, I will never, I will never bet against you ever. But I don't think probably anyone did. Um, it just that was just a wild, wild game. And you know, again, I'm happy for both those players. They've been really underrated for you know just for as long as they've been in the lineup this year. Um, 
Overreacting Abbott says, Aubameyang rushes, nobody covering in front of the Jari defense, flat foot of the blue line, way too many uncontested shots. I do agree there. Um, there were way too many Aubameyang rushes. Yeah, the, the, the front of the net has been a big problem for the Penguins throughout these last seven games. They've just been bullied. Um, and, you know, size is obviously not their advantage against some of these teams. You know, Ottawa definitely has some size over them. And, you know, Washington does as well. You know, the Kings do. I think the Sharks definitely have some size as well. Um, and you're seeing that, you know, expose. Well, you're seeing that exposed a little bit when it comes to the Penguins just because, you know, they, they were doing a good job of it prior to this stretch. But, you know, it, it's really coming into focus here. And um, I definitely don't like it. You know, he says the Senators had their way with the Penguins. Good thing 35 showed up. Lucky we had our moments and scored a bunch. Yeah, that was a big thing. You know, remember, this is this was a 5-1 game going into the third period. And it looked like a blowout. I was honestly getting ready to start recording my podcast if there was about 10 minutes left and it was the same score. Um, I am glad I did not because <clears throat> um, just obviously with what happened and all that, you know, the Penguins have to be better defensively. And um, I'm, I'm hoping they will be here um, moving forward, starting tomorrow in Columbus. Uh, Gilbert the Goat says, Brady Kachuk is a loser. Pens didn't play great, but still got the W. Yeah, again, I don't like that crap that Brady Kachuk does. Um, it was definitely just, you know, loser kind of mentality. Um, and again, that goes for any player that, you know, tries to take runs at people when you're about to lose the game. It's just garbage. Um, you know, Ryan King 702 says the same thing. Brady Kachuk wouldn't wear the captain or the C uh, logo for anyone else. Dude is a loser for charging with 20 seconds left. Um, yeah, I completely agree there. I appreciate all of you sending in your listener takeaways. I'm glad that, we, you know, we're all seeing kind of the same things. You know, Again, especially with the Jari thing, um, it doesn't make me look crazy or anything like that. Real quickly, though, before I wrap up. So, Penguins are back in action Friday night, 7 o'clock start against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, both teams are also um, on back-to-back. So, the Columbus Blue Jackets will not come into this rested. They came in uh, tonight against Philadelphia. Um, bit of a cold streak, but they hung on to win a 2-1 to one game against the Flyers. I believe it was Oliver Bjorkstrand and Patrick Lane that scored. And, you know, Columbus, you know, they've hung in there for parts of the season, but, you know, they're also really far out of the playoffs right now. I think their biggest thing is they haven't been able to take advantage of loser points like a team like Washington has. And, you know, it's really doomed them. You know, they're 18 and 19 overall, 18 and 18 and one, 18 and 18 and one, excuse me. They're um, 11 points back of the Bruins right now. No games in hand, but um, it, 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 they're up a creek um, and, and with, it, with it comes to making the playoffs. I am just starting for no reason right now. But um, it's good that, you know, we're finally going to see them for the first time in basically two years. It's crazy. Um, I've always found this to be a fun, you know, big brother, little brother matchup. Um, I'm sure um, Jay from Locked On Blue Jackets will have his thoughts after the game. So you can also listen to that podcast um, for a preview on that matchup tomorrow. And I'm sure for a full recap if he does one after or on Monday. The next po- uh, the next episode for this pod, tomorrow night, full game recap episode for the one against the Blue Jackets. I know you won't want to miss it. Thank you all so much for listening to this. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, LO and Penguins. We'll see what the Penguins can do. Um, just, just with, hopefully it comes to a better performance. I would expect Casey DeSmith to start because Louis Domingue is now on IR. Jason Zucker is on IR. I'm looking to see real quick if Mike Sullivan had a statement after the game. Um, just wanted to double check, confirm this real quick. Um, well, I don't know if he did because, um, the, the Penguins Twitter account was not 
uh, typing anything. So yeah, here we go. Zucker right now is being evaluated. I would say his status at this point is week to week. So dude comes back, scores two goals, full participant in practice on freaking Wednesday. Now is week to week. So I have no idea what happened. I'm sure it's probably just a re-injury at this point. But wanted to give you all an update on Jason for you all, for you all there. So thank you all so much for listening to this podcast or this episode of this podcast. Um, you know I'm just basically almost out of words at this point just because I'm it's late at night and everything. But I'll be back on Friday for another episode. I'll talk to you all then.